0: Go in peace, go in kindness, go in love, go in faith, leave the day, the day behind
1: us, day is Welcome to the CGOA podcast for June twenty twenty. My name is Mark Steigner. I'm the artistic director and conductor from the Columbia Gorge Orchestra Association. And with me is Michelle Fershing. Hi Michelle.
2: Hi, Mark. How you doing?
1: I'm doing good. You know, this is podcast number eleven.
2: Is it really? Oh, we almost got to a dozen.
1: Yeah. Well, we had an extra one in there. We had a we had a murder ballad special or something. Right?
2: Okay. Yeah, we did, right? Yeah. That's not included in the 11?
1: No, that is part of the 11. Okay. Normally, we'd only have 10. That's good. We That's did pretty good.
2: good for a first year. I had fun doing this this year.
1: I, I think it was a lot of fun. Was it I worth think it? We, we, I think it was. I think people liked it.
2: All 50 of our listeners enjoyed it, I hope.
1: Sometimes we have as had as many as 52. Anyway, so this month, we have something really special. This was your idea. Mm-hmm. I got to give you credit. Thank you. You suggested that we make this month's podcast like a yearbook, like a high school yearbook. Exactly. Where people send in their little greetings on audio or written, and we just read them like you would read in your yearbook. Now, question, do you have your high school yearbook with you right now?
2: right now. The problem is I'm from Chicago and my mother, shout out to my mom, is still kind of keeping a lot of my belongings from my childhood. So I think all of my yearbooks are still in Chica- in the Chicagoland area. I can see on our Zoom call right now. You're ready. You've got yours.
1: I do. I have my high school yearbook. Okay, show it off. Right here. <laughs> and for
2: right everybody there. who can't see, it's a, a cool lime green color. What year is this? No, it's
1: actually yellow.
2: Oh, It's
1: actually yellow. Um, it's in papyrus. Ooh. It's written in papyrus, right, with hieroglyphics, because it's pretty old. <laughs> my favorite, so my favorite thing that somebody wrote in my yearbook, uh, he just wrote, "I'm smarter than you."
2: Ooh, those are fighting words.
1: Yeah, they are. Well, that is probably true.
2: <laughs> who is that guy? Somebody who is a friend, or not really? Doug
1: Geiser, um, nah, kind of a friend, not not a great friend, because he would wrote he wrote that. Take that, um, Doug. Yeah, these are these are pretty hard to read, so I'm not going to bore people with them. Mostly, there was a lot of references to um, wanting to see me when I became a famous music conductor.
2: What she hey, you're Gorge famous.
1: Somebody wrote here's an example for instance, when will I see you conducting the LA Philharmonic or your book on the bestseller list?
2: Or a number one podcast. Little did they know what was they to really come in your
1: they future. They really <laughs> didn't know my podcast.
3: Before.
1: Yeah. So not much has changed, I guess, right?
2: Yeah, you had a path and you followed your dream and
1: yeah. Well, anyway, so the format this month is we're going to read some greetings. We're going to talk about the year. You know, I think we got to start maybe by talking about just one, a little disappointment. I mean, just to get it out of the way. We're all real disappointed because we had to end the season early because of COVID. What's what's the one performance you were looking forward to that we that we couldn't do?
2: Oh personal note i feel so bad for the whole cast of west side story having worked so hard and only getting the one weekend out of it i mean i guess one weekend is better than no weekends um so we we just dodged a bullet as far as that one's concerned um but personally that one stung the most just because we were just getting there just getting our not to
1: mention you had so much invested yourself in that yeah i spent the assistant director yeah Mm -hmm.
2: And I was getting really good at spotlights too. Like I was really hitting my stride when all of this. Like we just started a new cool purple filter. The so awesome. audiences just don't know what they they missed.
1: They don't they don't get it.
2: Mm-hmm. What about yeah. you from what what were we gonna do that we didn't that well, you were I'm excited really disa- for Light of the Void?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm really disappointed we couldn't do Light in the Void. That was gonna be really cool mm-hmm. and and I know that the composer and the writer wrote you know, they worked really hard on adapting that for us. Mm-hmm. And that was going to be a big deal. So I really hope we can do that next season or some season down the line because um, I think that would have been really special. Mm -hmm. But it will happen, I think, Mm -hmm. still. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. So that's too bad. But moving on. And one little bit of news that we do have. We don't really have a lot of news. But uh, this month in our monthly newsletter that comes out on June 1st, We will talk about our plans for getting back and reopening and starting rehearsals again. So we have a committee that's been working to formulate a plan for our ensembles, how we can start rehearsals, doing socially distanced uh, spacing and safety protocols and all sorts of things that we think will help people get back into it um, safely. So you can look forward to hearing about that. We're going to actually start rehearsing with our small vocal ensemble called Canticum in a week or so, and then go from there. So that should be kind of cool getting okay. back into it. Well, let's get started with a greeting. I'm going to read this one. This is like, you have to imagine this being written in somebody's yearbook or the CGA yearbook. Okay. And this is from Carol Goder. Carol Goder plays the French horn in the Sinfonietta, And this is what she wrote in our yearbook. Wasn't the 2019-20 season the best ever? Remember when we had Sam Baker over that weekend? Holy cow, was he cool or what? I couldn't believe he thought we were cool enough to hang out with. But he did seem to kind of like us. And how about that Eric guy on the big sax? Geez, his fingers flew so fast. It was just a blur. He seemed nice. Do you think he noticed me? It made me sad that Mrs. Doris passed away. But I thought it was so cool that we could dedicate that amazing Elgar movement to her. She deserved it. That movement was colossal, and she was a colossal fan of the orchestra. I remember the first time I saw Mrs. D singing in the Voce Choir a few years back. She had all the music memorized. She had the brain of a scientist or something. Well, I look forward to seeing you next year in Mr. Steigner's class. And man, if you haven't learned by now, do not come to his class unprepared. Yikes, his (laughs) look. You know what I mean. Be safe, Carol Goeder.
2: That was beautiful. She's that not wrong, cool. though, about you.
1: She's entirely wrong. <laughs> look, what look? No look.
2: <laughs> There's no look.
1: Have you ever seen the look?
2: I'm always prepared, so no.
1: All right. Mm-hmm. That's true. But you do come prepared. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you, Carol. And by the way, that was a reference to Doris Castanieris, who passed away this year. And she was a great supporter of the orchestra. Um, she did sing in voti with... Um, her daughter and um, so we, we really miss her and we did dedicate the Elgar Enigma Variations um, Nimrod movement to her memory so thanks for mentioning that and thank you Carol for sending that in and now we are going to listen to a couple audio greetings I think the first one is from Catherine McElway who is a member of the CGOA board and our executive um, uh, secretary. And the other one is from Hugh Amick, who plays trombone and is the incoming president of CGOA. And you've heard from him on the podcast last month. So here's greetings from Catherine and
4: Hugh. One of my most favorite memories this past season that ended far too soon, by the way, was the Go in Peace concert with guest artist, Sam Baker. I just remember sitting in the audience and listening with my eyes closed and hearing the music, these beautiful hymnal chords composed by Mark and the synchronicity between the music of these two artists, Sam with his John Prine approach to songwriting, and the depth of Steigner's fluid orchestral pieces that supported Sam's music so so eloquently and played by uh, Sinfonietta. Uh, that was phenomenal and I think also realizing the, the Go and Peace themes and music uh, has the potential to reach audiences not only nationwide but worldwide this I felt was such a gift and I was grateful to have seen this live performance uh, as presented by CGOA Oh that
2: was cute, I know that, Luke Fershing he's really cute on there, but backing up to more on the Sam Baker concert, I think that really you know struck a lot of people this year, and I want to give a quick shout out to to Rachel Moore Beitler, who was the singer for the show. Um, and I mean, you can speak more about this. I wasn't in this one; I just got to see that one as a spectator, um, and. It, you, I mean, Sam's doesn't live here. He's from out of town, so you guys had to do a lot of this coordination. This was even before anybody was doing Zoom at the time, so just emails back and forth. It wasn't My understanding is that everything was kind of down to the wire for that show. Is that right?
1: It wasn't really down to the wire. It was just, um, we'll see what happens.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: We just, you know, there was no way to rehearse it ahead of time.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: So... Yeah, we can talk a little bit more about that later when oh, we, we about get that later? into the Sam Sam Baker. But because a lot of the people uh, talked about the Sam Baker concert in their in their notes and in their greetings, it was it was a kind of a big deal for people. So yeah, you're right. It was it was a real special thing.
6: Hi, this is Hugh Aiming. I play trombone in both the Sinfonetta and the Jazz Collective. As we go through this COVID nineteen situation, I look back even more fondly on last year. Highlights for me were seeing Luke Vershing's impressive acting premiere in Murder Ballad and experiencing the humanity and compassion of Sam Baker in both rehearsals and performances. Hope to be playing in front of live audiences soon.
2: That leads us to Murder Ballad, right? That was how we started our season.
1: We did. We started with Murder Ballad. Well, I don't know if we started. Do you think we started with uh, Jukebox? I guess that was sort of transition from last season, right? Mm -hmm. That was last summer. Yeah. But yeah, Murder Ballad was our first production of the year. Mm Hmm. A really interesting, special little show that nobody had heard of, and then kind of blew everybody away.
2: Well, do you want to Mm -hmm. tell people like what your process was of like how did we end up getting to Murder Ballad, the show that nobody had heard of before?
1: Wow, okay. So I think this process, and I'm old so I don't remember things and I tend to block them out. But I believe we had this bright idea we were going to do Evil Dead the Musical. Mm -hmm. But we couldn't get the royalties and the rights to Evil Dead the Musical. For some reason, they would not allow us to do it because, you know, you have to apply for these things. And sometimes licensing houses are kind of capricious about what they allow people to do. So we were not able to get the rights to it. And then we thought, well, okay, let's do a revival of Rocky Horror Show. We could not get the rights to that either. We still had people that sort of wanted to do something. And I started, as I always do, looking through the catalogs and seeing what's new and different that people haven't done before. And lo and behold, I came upon this little show called Murder Ballad. Only needed four people, a rock and roll show, an opera, a little rock opera, which I love, and performable in all sorts of different venues. And I thought this would be pretty cool. I think that's how it happened.
2: That's how it happened. And there was a yeah. certain degree where I think, and you needed another guy, right? I believe that Tommy was the only guy that had auditioned originally for Evil Dead at a certain point. And then there was an email that came through from Mark Stegner saying, and Luke Fershing, you'll do this, right? And you didn't really ask. You just sort of said, you're doing this now.
1: You, I perhaps, hinted that he would be willing to do it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I, I don't think I would have come up with that out of nowhere. I think you probably...
2: Possibly. And, yeah. and one. I think thing we were 20. I
1: think we were co-conspirators. Probably. Okay.
2: By the way, the only other thing I would add is it wasn't originally the show at one point going to be Bat Boy the musical, and then it turned into Evil Dead, and then it turned into Rocky Horror, and then it turned into Motor Ballad.
1: Yeah, maybe. It went through a lot of different incarnations. In
2: the... In the so. It all work.
1: It all works out. The universe does a good job of that. Right?
2: On that note, too. I mean, we had to get creative on the where we were doing this, and we did our first show at River City Saloon after was months of perfect. searching. It was perfect, perfect. for that show. It was so mm-hmm. good. There was many restless nights of how the heck are we going to make this happen, but it all came together.
1: Yeah. In in retrospect, I can't see doing that show anywhere else.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: That was that was a great way to start the year, and we moved on from. Murder Ballad to the first Sinfonietta concert of the year, which was called the World Tour. And actually, not only did that include the Sinfonietta, it also included the Youth Choir and Voci. So we had many, many different groups in that. And that featured music from America and Europe and South America. And it was pretty awesome. And it concluded with Elgar's Enigma Variations. going to listen to a couple more greetings from our yearbook uh, submissions, but before we do that, I do have another written submission from Nancy Mers Nancy Mers sings in Voci and she uh, helps out on the ensemble operations, uh, really coordinating all our performances with the schools and this is what she wrote in our yearbook as much as I love performing with voci. I equally enjoy being a part of the audience. One of my favorite moments from this year was the weekend of the Sam Baker concerts, where I got to do just that. I felt so fortunate to get to sit back and soak up that experience, surrounded by audience members that were as moved as I was. I also worked the lobby that weekend, and what a pleasure it was to meet and greet uh, guests from our area and beyond who came to hear the collaboration between Sam and the orchestra. Mark's orchestration to Sam's words and music. That weekend will stay with me for a long time.
3: This is Linda Hardam, and I am a performer in Voci for the Columbia Gorge Orchestra Association. I want to reflect on this magnificent time we had together as performers with the Gorge Sings, our second annual community choir festival that we performed in February of 2020. Voci did three numbers one from Eric Barnum When I Was Young, one from Philip Stopford, When I Surveyed the Wondrous Cross, and a newly commissioned work for Voce by Joan Simcoe of Portland, Oregon, called Circle of Lovers. All three of these pieces were inspiring, and I sang them with a special passion because I loved the selections that Mark chose and the opportunity to sing them not only with our group, but with other groups in attendance. It's a special pleasure to be involved in VOCI. I miss it right now, and I'm looking forward to us assembling again when the coronavirus epidemic is over.
2: Mm, that was nice from Linda. I'm going to say this is nice for everybody, but I mean, it. <laughs> I really do. But I think what she said, too, is, is just right on, where I think everybody's missing this, or most people are missing it, for sure.
1: I think so, and they're going to be happy to get back in some form. Mm -hmm. Um, So here's a greeting from Ed Price. Ed is, of course, our current CGOA president.
6: Hey, everybody. This is Ed Price. Uh, Hope you're doing well. What I liked about this year and, and what I missed the most is all of the people involved with CGOA, the performers and the audience. I look back at this year, and we had... Ten-year-olds in the youth choir uh, singing along with the Sinfonietta on their world tour. We had high school teens playing in their jazz bands with the Jazz Collective. Uh, we had members of the community singing with us at the Gorge Sings. Um, and all of the people, we had newcomers and seasoned veterans who turned out for the uh, West Side story Storycast. And uh, just had an amazing opening weekend for that, uh, unfortunately, before we had to close. We miss all of you. Um, we can't wait to perform again, and uh, that's going to be a great day for all of us. So thanks, stay safe, and stay healthy.
2: Very nice.
6: Yeah. We do I miss think, everyone. <laughs> yeah,
1: we really do. And I think what Ed points out is really true, and sometimes people don't realize that the CGOA is not just an orchestra, but it's a choir, it's a stages group, it's a jazz collective, it's a youth choir. It's all these different ensembles that represent such a wide swath of ages Mm -hmm. and, you know, cultures and uh, geographical regions here in the gorge. I mean, it really is way wider ranging than people understand, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. My name is Leslie Saunders and I have, I'm cheating, I have three CGOA memories I would like to share. First one is that I was asked to do some videoing for the promo of murder ballad, and I was so excited when I heard the music and the vocals by Emily Vauter, Michelle Fershing, Luke Fershing, and Tommy Fliss, and it was these amazing songs, and they were so well performed already early in the rehearsal stage, and I was really excited to be even minimally a part of that. The second thing that was really important, there was the performance with all the different choirs, including the Bochi Choir, and the thing that got me personally the most was when the gals got up and sang. They had come to my open mic and sang before this, but hearing them... It was so beautiful, and I felt like they had come so far in such a short time.
2: CGOA did a lot of stuff this year. I know we cut everything short, but this was a pretty big year as far as firsts or new things. like We did a lot of cool stuff this year. We always do. Go CGOA.
1: Not not just this year, every year. (laughs) There's not a year where we don't do cool stuff. Um, So moving on, so we had the uh, world tour. And then the next thing we had was something called Jazz Rocks in November. And that was the Jazz Collective. And for the second year in a row, we invited high school bands from around and middle school bands from around the gorge. And they joined uh, the Jazz Collective and they did their own sets. And it's very cool because it brought together um, student musicians and adult musicians from the Jazz Collective
2: I know a lot of people were really proud of this one I managed the uh, Instagram page For CGOA and it was cool to see clips That people were posting um, Of all of their their loved ones All the kids doing this and It was a nice exposure for I think a lot of people
1: uh, Yeah the Jazz Collective Is actually going to be st- This is kind of amazing to think about But we're going to be starting our seventh Season next year So let's listen to just a real uh, quick clip from the Jazz Rocks Concert.
2: Okay, so I've got the next greeting. This one is from Bob Smith, one of our musicians in um, I know he does the Jazz Collective. Does he do Sinfonietta too? He does. Okay, he's everywhere. He's our our famous trombone player. Does What else does he play? Is that his, that's his main instrument I see him on, right?
1: Yeah, he's you know, he's very de- he's dedicated to trombone. So some of the other trombones dabble in tuba or euphonium, but I think Bob pretty much sticks to trombone.
5: All right. Well,
2: here's what Bob may had be to wrong.
1: say. Yeah.
2: I had always thought playing the classical greats would be the most rewarding for me. And of course, they are incredibly transformative. But after playing mediocre movie theme Compositions for a group of Dallas Elementary students whose eyes lit up when they heard their favorite Frozen song. After accompanying Sam Baker recount his tragic accident to a rapt audience at the Y.E.'s Performing Arts Center, or seeing the audience react in stunned silence after the last notes of Kathy Applin's performance of the Greg Piano Concerto, such reactions from our audience brought tears to my eyes knowing I was given the opportunity to help give such a moving gift to my friends and fellow citizens. I realize it's not the caliber of music that makes the difference, but the intimacy with which it is offered.
4: Hi, this is Stephanie Hatch, and I play in the orchestra for CGOA. Um, As an orchestra member, I always love the concerts that we do, but I also like to give back to the other ensembles as well, Uh, and I try to volunteer for as many that I can. Um, And it's always hard to pick a favorite concert for any season, But the one that I liked the most this year was the uh, Jazz Band's Winter Concert. Uh, It was just amazing. Um, uh, You could tell that all of the performers were having an excellent time. Uh, The audience members uh, were able to really catch that fire that they had on stage. Uh, And it was just phenomenal. I couldn't stop telling people about it. Um, And it really kind of made my season.
5: Hello, this is Mazza Brady. And at CGOA this year I was a jet in the West Side Story show. We had one great weekend and I remember seeing one of the scenes from backstage to the audience that I had never seen in rehearsal. It was the balcony scene with Maria and Tony and the lighting. And I just remember thinking, Oh my god, it looks so amazing! And I remember getting to share that with Tony afterwards. I'm like, Tony, it's the first time I'd seen this and it was great and you're amazing. And he just glowed. And to me, CUA is empowering people to become someone else, to get outside of their box, to explore a fantasy, a new horizon, and be part of something bigger. I hope you guys are all safe, and healthy in this corona. And once again, this is Maza Brady. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm so happy she did that. <sighs> no, she's so right. I, really quick, the explanation of the this is Maza Brady thing is that we had done our, our interview of the cast, and every time we went around, we were literally passing this microphone that I use from person to person to person, and Mazza, being the engineer that she is, is very considerate and very, like, on it, organized um and would always reintroduce herself every single time well this is maza brady speaking and yada 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 and i got the idea to just put it all together and i spent like an hour one sunday morning doing it and i sent it to you and then it ended up in our podcast, and that's what we would dance to backstage every once in a while. So thank you to Maza for being a good sport about the whole thing, and also for sending in that recording for this. And I think she's so right. I think about Orville um, specifically for those who don't for the. If you saw us the one weekend of the show, I think Orville came off as being very confident as, as Tony, but that was not always the case, Orville. I hope you don't mind me saying that, that Orville was constantly wringing his hands backstage at any given point. like He was just so nervous most of the time trying to figure it out, and he, he totally did it. He got there, but I think Maz's comment about CGOA is transformative and allows us to kind of be our inner Beyonce's or whatever it is. <laughs>
1: Um, we do have another greeting, and this is from Lori Russell. And Lori Russell is, of course, um, not only a member of the marketing committee, um, she also sings in Voci. So let's listen to what Lori has to say.
7: Hi, this is Lori Russell. I'm a member of CGOA's Voci Choir. This season, as an audience member, I enjoyed seeing the delight on the face of Sam Baker as he performed Mark Stegner's adaptation of his work with the CGOA Sinfonetta. The Wind & Wire concert was another highlight, showcasing the talent of soloist Eric Stegner and the creativity of our own music director, Mark Stegner, with the performances of the Franken Symphony. As a performer, one of my favorite events, is the annual Gorge Sings, which brings together choruses from throughout the gorge to share their talent. The audience sing-along is always a highlight. Looking forward to next year's season.
1: As we all are. As we all are. Where we are in the year is we, uh, in December, we had the Winter Sings and Swings concert, which brought together Voci and the Jazz Collective to do music um, that was both seasonal and uh, Swinging, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of Christmas versions of, or uh, jazz versions of Christmas songs. And I think, Michelle, was that the one that we did the Love Actually medley? In? Oh, it I think sure it was. was, yes. Yeah, it was. So uh, our, we ended the concert with a medley from my favorite winter-themed movie, Love Actually.
2: Which I want to stop at that, because I hear you say, and I've heard other people say this about you, and I remember hearing that and thinking... Like he has to be joking, right? Like that. Like, Mark Steigner's favorite movie is Love Actually, but it's it's true. He's really not being sarcastic about that.
1: I'm totally not.
2: He's really not.
1: Why is that so hard to believe?
2: I you just don't strike me as a rom-com type.
1: Yeah, well, I totally am. (laughs) I'm a softy. I'm just a total softy.
2: You had those cue cards from Love Actually just already made and just waiting for years and years until the right opportunity.
1: I did. Just the right moment had to come along. Yeah, that was fun. That was a fun thing to do. Yeah. Always went. I always wanted to work that into a concert somehow. So I'm glad, I'm glad, we, were able, glad we were able. to And Lily Galvez got it. to
2: do the awesome Mariah Carey solo.
1: Awesome. Yep, yeah, she killed it. Killed she did it. a great job. Mm-hmm. So that was Winter Sings and Swings. Mm-hmm.
2: But wait, uh, now before you move what, on from that, that yeah, was the first yes. performance of Canticum. So we actually have a clip from Brian Litt, the group's primary founder, along with you.
8: My personal highlight of the last season was definitely the December holiday concerts, where Voci and the Jazz Collective performed together, and when the Canticum ensemble gave its debut performances. I'm the instigator who proposed to Mark that we create a small early music vocal ensemble drawn from Voci members. Three months later, Canticum starts rehearsing, and six months later, we're performing for the first time. May not have been our best performances to date, but for me, it was definitely the most exciting. Uh, I felt very grateful to Mark uh, for turning this proposal into a reality, and to CGOA for supporting the newest member of the CGOA family of performing groups, and particularly felt grateful to and proud of my fellow singers in Canticum uh, with whom it's really been an honor to work.
1: Nice. Nice. Nice.
7: I'm yeah,
9: proud
1: of Cant- us. Yes. Canty did a great job. And I think, uh, you know, it's going to even be better next year. And it's going to be the group that kind of helps bring us back after the pandemic. The little so. engine that could. Yeah, for sure.
2: Okay. So this is another greeting from Erica Ruyet, who is one of our marketing committee members. Um, and on oncoming board member as well. I almost forgot.
7: Hi, this is Erica Rullier, Sinfonietta member, a new incoming board member. Uh, My first great memory from the season was working on the Sinfonietta history exhibit and video. I enjoyed so much meeting and getting to know better some of our longtime Sinfonietta members. That was a real treat. Uh, Our concert, the Sinfonietta concert in uh, January with Sam Baker was really special as well. Uh, Sam really connected with all the members of the orchestra, and uh, he was so fun to work with. It was just a very special experience. He made even more special because all the music we were playing was uh, composed by Mark, who did a wonderful job. The last concert that the symphonietta performed as well was so memorable. I loved Floating World with the wind chimes. Um, I loved performing with Mark's son, Eric, who is an amazing musician, and the piece we played, the Rhapsody, was just really energetic and fun. And finally, the Franken Symphony was really neat, and I loved that um, a friend who happens to be another board member of cgu came backstage afterwards really needing a Kleenex. She was in tears because the Brahms was so beautiful. And I agreed with her. Um, That's just one very special piece of music. So thanks for the memories and the wonderful season. I'm looking forward to many more great times in the future.
6: Hi, I'm Paul Thompson. I love music and I love playing music. To me, to be able to play music with a band, I'm a bass player, is just about as good as it gets. But this last couple of years, to be able to be part of the stage plays, Mamma Mia, and Murder Ballad, and to be able to work with the actors and see the whole thing unfold, and then finally when it gets performed, to be part of that action when it's all going off, it is just like the coolest thing in the world. I can't believe it. I just loved it. That was so cool
1: all right well moving on so after the winter sings and swings we get into the new year we get into january and the first thing we do is we have a chamber music concert which features small groups um this year just like last we had a great turnout for that i think we had a couple hundred people for that concert at valley christian church everyone really loved it we had vocalists we had um the Klezmer group again, uh, Europatopia. Performed. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. I have never heard them
2: before. That was amazing. Oh, yeah.
1: So we had the chamber music concert, and then we had the Gourd Sings volume two. We had slightly different groups this year. Last year we had barbershop groups and Voci. This year we had, let's see, we had Cascade Singers, we had Canticum, we had Voce. The high school. They had the high school choir sang one of the nights, mm-hmm. and we had the first performance by Gals.
2: By Gals. My group.
1: Your group. Yeah, your brainchild.
2: My brainchild. I just really wanted... I There's a lot of projects that I have, and really it's just totally selfish in that I just really want to do that thing. And so if I can find other people who want to do the cool stuff that I want to do, we'll make it happen. So.
1: And how's, how's Gals doing in the pandemic?
2: we've been kind of taking a hiatus. There's a lot of our members that are still working, still kind of going out there and trying to save the world. Uh, We've got a lot of cool people who are in our group um, who are busy with that kind of stuff right now. And so we're actually just now this last week starting to get back in the swing of things. I finally figured out how to do a little bit of video and audio editing on my own. Um, And so I have been making TikTok songs just for fun, um, acapella arrangements. So I think you'll start to see us on the interwebs here pretty soon.
1: What's, what's the first one going to be? I,
2: I think we're going to start easy and do songs that you've heard from us before, but the first TikTok song I made is the... Oh, I don't know if I can sing it now. <laughs> I don't know if I should sing it on our podcast. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't, yeah. Go on TikTok and just imagine me singing those songs. Good, we'll look forward to good that. Good save, good save. Just edit this <laughs> out.
1: Yeah, probably not. All right, well, let's listen to a couple more greetings. This first one uh, is from Tom Burns, and everybody knows Tom. Tom, of course, played Doc in West Side Story. Uh, He was Willie Loman in our production of Death of a Salesman a couple years ago. Uh, He's just kind of a stalwart of the theater scene around in the gorge. Um, And uh, so uh, let's listen to his greeting. This is from Tom Burns.
10: Hi, my name is Tom Burns. And when I think of the Columbia Gorge Orchestra Association, I think of opportunities, and the opportunities it gave me as an actor, director, and of course, an audience member. This year's season began in the River City Saloon with a wonderful and thrilling production of Murder Ballad. That was followed in the fall with performances by *Sinfonetta* and the Christmas Sings and Swings. In January, we heard the simple truths of Sam Baker's wonderful lyrics. And then in February, I was given the opportunity to play Brahms in a little playlet called Brahms and Bruckner. That was followed by West Side Story, where I was given the opportunity to play Doc. What impressed me most about the cast was the tremendous love shared by sharks and jets alike within our community. So when I think of it, CGOA means to me, Columbia Gorge Opportunities for Artists. I will support it now, and I look forward to supporting it in the future. Thanks.
1: Clever there. Clever. Very, clever twist on the name. Very clever. Very nice. Thank you, Tom. That was, that was heartfelt and quite nice. Uh, we appreciate all the work that you've done for us and all the work you've done in the community helping promote theater. It's been really, really valuable. So thank you for doing that. You know, we did, kind of unintentionally, but skip over Sam Baker which was in January it kind of feels like that was later in the year but it really wasn't it was, no, it was at the beginning of January we do have a greeting from Sam here we go here's Sam the performance
0: of the Golden Peace Symphony was uh, by the Columbia Board Symphony and Mark and Mark I thought that was um, some of the most beautiful times I've, I've ever known on stage I, I think they have so many Wonderfully trained musicians who have focused their skills, their training on uh, on material that I care deeply about was very powerful for me, and I'm grateful to everyone who participated. Uh, everyone from Hood River who came out to a lot of my friends who came out, and and, and Mark, thank you for uh, some exquisite arrangements. It was all magic
1: yeah that was a great concert it was amazing it was and sam and i have been in contact constantly ever since that concert and i know that he's really really feeling bad that he's been forced to curtail his performances he's he's really itching to get back into it sure and we do have a video you know, a concert film of that whole concert and we're working with him to figure out the best way to present that, whether it is a pay-per-view on YouTube or as a DVD or Blu-ray. We're not sure yet, but it will live again.
2: The next one is from Kirsten Norvell. She says, my dear friends and colleagues of CGOA, where to begin? The days are running together and it seems like forever ago that we all saw each other. I just have to say that I'm anxiously out waiting for that announcement to come so we can all make wonderful music together and spread some joy. My most favorite times of this past season have been spent in many ways. Rehearsals, practicing at home, preparing music for the concerts, and most definitely the concert themselves. Yes, Brahms! I could go on, but with our current times, I just wanted to make sure we all remember to savor the good, embrace the fellowship, and love each other the best we can. We'll look back on these weird times and sometimes wonder how we pulled through. I am hoping it all made us better, more caring and lovely people. I know Miss Faith wouldn't have it any other way. Until we meet again, friends, peace and love to you all. Kirsten.
1: All right. It's January. then mm-hmm. we're into February. Mm-hmm. Almost the end of our season, actually, mm-hmm. which was the Wind and Wire concert, which featured music by Alan Hovanis. American composer and this thing I made called the Franken Symphony well I didn't make it I just mashed together music by Brahms and Bruckner and then we had a special guest Eric Stegner uh who came and performed uh a concerto for baritone sax called the Rhapsody for Saxophone by Mark Waters and I think that was Eric's second performance in about 10 years the Sinfonietta, And as he says, had he known that that was going to be his last performance, he would have made more of it. People were getting a little afraid. And our audiences tend to be older people Mm -hmm. that are a little more cautious about gathering in large groups. So I think we had a few less people at that concert than we thought we would. It was awesome. It was a great concert. Yeah. It really was. It really stretched the orchestra to play Bruckner. Bruckner is one of those composers that only the big boys get to play yeah it's like you know wearing your big boy pants when you play Bruckner and they did a great job so uh, I think many of them many of the musicians really came to like Bruckner they they weren't sure of it at the beginning by the end they really did so let's listen to uh Eric's greeting
11: hi this is Eric Steigner what's that my name sounds familiar yeah like Eric the Viking or Prince Eric from the Little Mermaid oh the other name Steigner I can see why your mind would have gone there first I had such a great time a couple months ago playing the Mark Waters Rhapsody for Baritone Saxophone with the Columbia Gorge Sinfonietta. It's always great to see friendly faces from back home again. And I met some new people this time around, which is cool. The piece came together really quickly in rehearsals. The orchestra was great. We had a good crowd. It's always a pleasure to come back home and to be able to make some music with my dad while I'm in town. That's a extra privilege. Had I known that that would be one of the last performances I'd be able to do for... Months, if not longer, at a time, I would have appreciated it even more than I did. Best wishes from Tacoma, Washington, and I hope I can come back and visit again soon.
12: Hi, this is Emily Botter, and I would definitely say that my favorite experience from this past season was with Murder Ballad. Um, I remember when the Evil Dead musical fell through, and Mark was reaching out to me and throwing around some ideas about what we could do instead and Then he found um, this little gem, and I spent about ten minutes looking into it and was immediately um, hooked and so excited. Um, to play the role and to explore the option of of using a um, a different venue um, like the River City Saloon, which we ultimately did. So um, it really was, it turned out to I'd say be my favorite top. Oh gosh, I bet my top three in my top three favorite roles that I've ever done or um, uh, productions that I've been involved in. Um, Firstly, because what a fun role to just be a sassy narrator who, um, as it turns out, actually has a role in the story. Um, just a really cool thing that kept the audiences guessing and the audience had great reactions. Secondly, just working with that small cast that um, it really was a collaborative effort and we spent a lot of time um we knew Mark's vision, and um, we, you know, we just kind of worked on all the details. And um, even with us all getting sick, it, um, we just got together, and it, I really think it, it turned out to be a really incredible production, and it was just fun, and I loved the music, and so um, that was definitely my favorite. Another quick story I'd share for sure is that um, also I came into the um, West Side Story process um, pretty late in the game. I was just a uh, the spotlight operator. And I have to say, I was really immediately impressed with the cast camaraderie and the way that how hard they worked and the way they supported each other. And they were just so positive and um, so excited. And there were so many new people that had never done theater before that were um, that were just really working hard. And then. Um, As everybody knows, they had to close up shop after only one weekend, and um, I showed up to strike where you're taking all the set down, and um, the cast was there doing the work that they needed to be doing, and I know that they all had to have been so disappointed, every one of them, and I tell you what, everybody was there with a smile, and they were doing the work, and they were laughing and being together, and nobody was complaining, and and no one was talking about, you know, how... um, you know, disappointed they were. They were just um, taking the opportunity to be together and letting that be a closure experience. And I think that says a lot for that um, group of people. And um, I'm really glad. I, I, I was just really impressed with that and glad that I got to be a, a part of that. Thanks, all.
2: I forgot how sick we were during Murder Ballot. I don't know how I forgot that.
1: That brings us, thank, by the way, thank you, Emily. And that brings us to the last thing we did, which was West Side Story. she was right yeah we've talked a lot about it i don't want to you know rehash it again and again but she was absolutely right that the cast was kind of amazing in the way they worked together and how supportive they of each other they were and you know the great attitude at the end when we were striking the set and taking everything down there was no complaining it was let's get this done we had a great time i think everybody kind of was holding out hope that they would get to do it again
9: Hi, my name is Ellie Solis, and my CGA reflection begins weeks after completing my musical audition and already joining Voci. Shout out to Nancy Murders who connected me. Um, so anyway, I received an email revealing that I was casted as Francisca in West Side Story. I smiled from ear to ear, jumped and did a little happy dance. I was so happy. I told everyone I knew the good news. And after every rehearsal, I felt pure joy. The last time I had felt that genuinely happy was roughly 10 years ago. Since joining, I have loved every moment of it. Even the challenges, like memorizing the music, learning how to sing harmony completely on my own, singing and dancing at the same time, which is hard, Um, using a mic for the first time, learning how to tear up my own jeans for the costume, just Everything. It was all worth it. Thank you, CGA community, for the love and magical experience.
1: We've had several people suggest that we bring West Side Story back together again. Why don't we just put it together this summer and... And do that again. And unfortunately, what maybe people don't realize is every time you do a performance, you have to license it and you have to get it approved and you have to pay royalties for it. And so that's not quite as easy as it seems. And, you know, the cast was not huge, but it was fairly big. And many of those people have moved on or they have other things going on. We can't just bring everybody back.
2: That's true. I mean, it's hard to remember the dance moves after a certain point if you haven't done it, and the music,
1: and you'd have to retrain the orchestra. And yeah, it's it it seems like you'd remember, but you know, three months down the line, you probably wouldn't. So, Mm -hmm. it's a great idea, but. Eh. Unfortunately. No. Well,
2: while we're talking about it, too, I know we talked at the the top of the show about which of the shows that we're most disappointed aren't happening. But, I mean, I've just pulled up the list of what didn't we do that we were going to originally do. We talked about Light in the Void. Um, the other things that we didn't get to this year were the Frank Sinatra concert, Voci Goes Broke, uh, Dinner Dance with Jazz Collective, and the C G A. Uh, gala, gala. How do you yeah. you say that word? So, any comments? Yeah. What's the inside scoop yeah. on oh, all
1: of that? The Are, inside scoop. Oh well. Okay. So, first of all, the gala. Thank you. Is has been postponed one year, so it's going to happen exactly the same date next year. So that's going to happen. Still have lots of cool auction items that we're going to auction off, and Tom Grant is going to be playing the piano. He's he's committed to coming back, so that's going to happen. Just not this year. Frank Sinatra, uh, you know, he's not going to be any more alive uh, next year than he is now. (laughs) So I suspect, (laughs) you know, he'll be willing to come back uh, next season or, or whenever we can arrange that. Light in the void we've talked about. Hopefully we can do that somewhere down the line.
2: We've just been talking for the last however long we've been talking. We did plenty of stuff this year, too, and I think made a lot of people happy. And that was from all of our members, volunteers or performers, everybody.
1: Yes, you're absolutely right. And as we've said, I think last uh, month on the podcast, thanks to really good management by our board and good decisions down the line, CGOA is doing just fine. And we're going to survive this and we'll be back Um, next season. Probably going to begin the year with doing outdoor rehearsals for quite a while and just recorded performances. But as soon as things get safe, we'll invite audiences back uh and you know we'll see we're gonna we're gonna have a little uh chamber orchestra and a chamber choir start the season and eventually build back up to our full symphonietta and full voci choir so it's a little up in the air but we'll let you know what's going on yeah. go to org for information check us out on facebook instagram or else
2: Technically, we have a Snapchat, but we're not posting on that one yet. That started no. as a joke one episode of this podcast, and it, it did get created, but we haven't been doing anything with it.
1: Yeah, and we uh, do have a Snapchat. <clears throat> we do have an Instagram. We do have a Twitter account. We do have Twitter, so we're occasionally on there. You say YouTube? Uh, we
2: have a YouTube. We've been posting videos. And if you're one of our users, too, and you we've been linking to stuff that some of our members are doing, if you're doing cool stuff, tag us.
1: Absolutely. And we should have um, we should have a new video pretty soon by Canticum uh, and a video by Voci of a great Stephen Foster song called Hard Times. Mm-hmm. Come again, no more.
0: Well,
2: thanks to all of our listeners for a great year and for supporting this podcast. It's been fun doing it. And that's been the 20. 20- be,
1: who knows? We may be back in the summer with some other thing. So, oh, also when to mention that we do have a children's Zoom musical coming up. Thank you. Sometimes I wasn't sure if I, mean, I was allowed to say it or not. I think so, because okay. it's actually a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Corinne Parker, who directs the youth choir, and I um, got together and said, why don't we do something on Zoom uh, for the kids? So wrote this little musical, and we're going to be putting that together in the next few weeks. So we'll be looking for that. Well, thank you, everybody. And stay safe. Have a great summer. Relax. And we will see you really soon.
4: Hi. My name is Giselle. Thank you for inviting me on the podcast. What I've been up to is reading books to my dad and spending time coloring. And I also lost my first tooth. Bye.